It's Thursday. That means welcome to Nerd Wars. So happy to be here. Keeping this show alive, even though it stresses me out some days. We finally organized and got four amazing players tonight making their debut in this new format. I'm so excited to introduce them to you. And we got two amazing topics. I'm feeling good tonight. I even broke out the White Claw. Let's crack this open, meet our players, see what the fights are tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in live. Uh, this one's going to be good. We're going to be here for a while, so let's check this out. Here is who is fighting tonight. So happy to have these four players in the... Uh, Octagon. I don't know. What is the what's the four version of that? The squared gone. Uh, the, the quadrant. The cube. I got in the square. In the square. There you go. I got to work on cube. my lingo. Uh, let's meet our players this week. Uh, so first up, uh, this guy I I, I lucky, got lucky to meet through a friend. Uh, he is he's huge on TikTok, guys. I'm uh, I'm like the young old guys. Like hey, he's, a, he's huge on TikTok, but he's also huge on YouTube, Instagram, all over. Huge inter, uh, social media influencer and pop culture junkie superhero debater himself so happy to have soups in the building making his debut what's up man let's go bro i am so ready to just wreck anyone who just wants to debate I love I'm ready. It. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to war. When let's I saw, go. Yeah, when I saw him, I was like, oh, he's debate. he debates. He's, he knows his stuff. I was like, all right, no pro let's bring it in. Let's see how you do. No pressure tonight. <laughs> You're going, you got some competitors, though, tonight next to you. So happy to have her back. Ladies and gentlemen, Mindless Entertainment, Jesse Muscle, she's back. What's up, Jesse? So good to see you. What's up, guys? I don't do that, you know, hard cider. Oh, someone just show. totally was like, I don't want to hear Jesse. I want to pay $50. Oh. It's one of many reasons I love popcorn. Planet, keep up the great work. Woo, Marcos, I love you, man. Uh, Andy, what a star-studded guest lineup tonight. This is one of many reasons why I love Popcorn Planet. Keep up the great work. Marcos, you know I love you, my man. I couldn't be doing these streams without you. You always drop a big boom, Mike, uh, and thank you for doing it at the show. That's how you set the show. You guys can always interrupt and uh, actually get involved in the fight. Your comments, if you super chat them or stream labs them over using the link that the mods are sharing, will help deviate whether we decide uh, who wins each round. So thank you, Marcos. This episodes for you back to jesse sorry before you were politely interrupted with that amazing donation jesse how have you been i've been great i've been great i see everyone's drinking your hard ciders and stuff i don't do that pussy shit so i don't have cold beers i'm just gonna open a bottle of champagne and drink it straight from the bottle nice i love it and, uh, i am streaming from my bathroom because uh i live in a studio apartment with my also youtuber boyfriend is streaming on World Class Legends as well. <laughs> so YouTube I get the, uh, the Star Wars decals, uh, the tiny bathroom, and my own, my very own bottle of champagne. That means it's going to be good. Uh, I love it. And that way, if you have to go to the bathroom, you just go and not tell anybody. It'll be amazing. Exactly. Just, oh, be right back, guys. Camera off. Uh, yeah, just make sure you keep the camera off. Don't pull out. What's that guy from, uh, I forget his name already. The guy, the Tubin. Don't pull a Tubin. Uh, I just remember to mute the mic. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, down below, uh, under you, so happy to have for one of my favorite Scoopster sites. Uh, guys, I can't tell, can, you know how I can tell you they're legit? I can't tell you how many times I've had a scoop that they broke right as I'm about to break it. That means <laughs> they're doing the right thing over at the Illuminerdy. He's also of the Den of Geeks, Braxter. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. What? Den of Geeks, I don't know where that came from. Not Den of Geeks, but yo. Oh, Den of up, Geeks, man? sorry, th sorry, thank you, Den. <laughs> what's happening, guys? Good to meet you, man. So happy to have you here. I love your work over there. Uh, how how are you feeling in, in the square? Man, I'm ready to go. I mean, uh, it's the first time in the, in the octagon or the quartet or the cube. But I'm ready to knock out the walls. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, and yeah, po it's point of geek. Sorry, I, it's yeah, right. Point it's, of geeks is what I, I, I. It's a different 
channel. I don't go to Den of Den Geeks. Den Geeks got a lot of hits all of a sudden. Though. Yeah, no, don't go to there. Go to Point <laughs> of Geeks uh, over at Brax for Braxter's channel. Uh, but happy to have you, man. Keep up the good work, what you're doing over there. Uh, and uh, to your left, so happy to have him here. In a, This is your first Nerd War, actually, too, because you've been on the channel a bunch. But you may know him back from the G4, Attack of the Show Days, uh, Film Threat. He's a legend in his own right. So happy to have Chris Gore back in the building. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great, Andy. I'm ready for this. This might be my first nerd war on YouTube, but I have fought many nerd wars in my past. <laughs> and I do like that it's the, the nerd war square because nerds are squares. So I'm, I'm a proud that square. Works. It's about to become a cemetery real quick. Oh, I... <laughs> damn. Fired. Uh... He's he's not messing around. I like I like the uh, I like the passion. That's I mean, how you do it I here. Just, I have to say I noticed that you put the woman and the black guy together. And I think that's fair because otherwise whatever I'd be about to do to him would be considered a hate crime. Oh <laughs> damn, she's going there already. You guys I, are going hard, yo. It's <laughs> like what the hell? Uh, yeah, no, that was all Zoom. Don't blame me. Uh, Zoom, I can't bitches. I can't control the boxes here. I think you can on stream. Uh, anyway, I, I think you can if I I just haven't Damn updated. On Zoom. I can I, I just haven't updated Chris. There he is, the voice of Alfred, our uh, producer on the show. Uh, thanks so much, Chris. How are you doing, Chris, in the background? Hanging in there. Good, good. Good to hear you, man. Thank you for helping. And Steph, as well, helped me prep this week. I uh, couldn't do the show without them behind the scenes, so thank them. And everybody in the chat, it's good to see you all. All right. I see so many in the building. Uh, awesome, guys. Keep the support coming. Enjoy the show tonight. Hopefully, this will be a lot of fun. Let's get to it. All right. So, our topics tonight, now you've met our players. we got two main events. Uh, I'm going to start with the Star Wars one, I think. Let's start there. Let's see, I think Because I think the main event, the title fight, is that Osaka versus Wonder Woman. I, got, I saw a lot of people debating that in the chats for a while. Uh, so, we'll make that round two let's start with the first topic tonight which is gonna be and you gotta argue it <laughs> best star wars movie okay which one's the best star wars movie but you only got two choices that's what's gonna make this fight fun it's got to be either the last jedi or the rise of skywalker now those are notoriously known as the worst star wars movies so you guys are gonna have to pull through and to and defend those films as the best over the other uh so all right who in the we for this i, I even forgot who's fighting this one this is gonna be soups and uh Chris Gore. Chris, that's right. Soups versus Chris. So that means Jesse and Braxter, if you don't mind turning your video cameras off, you're going to you're, you're out of here for a second. But listen, you're going to help judge this fight. You will help determine the winner, and then you'll come back for the next round. But, man, uh, Matt, uh, we got uh, uh, Soups and Chris. Let's do this. Uh, best Star Wars film, as if it's the best out of all of them. Uh, Chris Gore, which one of those, of, the, out of those two are you picking? The Last Jedi. Ooh. Uh, and then uh, Soups. That means you're going with uh, Rise of Skywalker? The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, sir. All righty, then. And welcome, Hez Project. You just became a member on the planet. I appreciate you for doing that. Throw some planets in the air for the Hez Project. Anybody else watching from afar, you can always join to become a member. That's the best way to support uh, the creators here. Uh, any creator you watch. All right, but um, thank you. Welcome to the team. Throw some planets up. Uh, all right, let's do this. You guys see the, I have a, five, it's not supposed to be five minutes. It's a 10 minute clock on the board. Uh, and so you guys see the clock? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Make sure you have it. Uh, I'm going to start, start that clock. I got my gavel. We will be ready to judge. Guys, let's do this. It is time for the first round of a nerd war. Uh, let's have Chris start. Let's have Chris start since you've sort of done this before. Chris, uh, again, yeah. one, one, one word of advice for all the players here. It's 10 minutes. 
Don't overtalk. If I hear you just talking over the other person, I'm going to actually ding you on that. Be respectful. Make sure everyone gets to say a pace. If I notice someone not getting their words in, I will interrupt and make sure you get to say time. But try to be courteous and keep an eye on that clock. If you notice someone's not letting you talk, try to get in there. All right, you know, raise your hand, whatever you got to do, so we can keep this a fair uh, time, uh, time uh, back and forth. Make sense? Any questions before we go? Great. Here we go. Clock starts. You'll have to start 30, 20 seconds, and then soups, you jump back in there, and then you guys go to it. Ten minutes starts now. Great. All right. Let's talk about this Last Jedi versus the rise of Skywalker, which is arguably the most disappointing conclusion to a Star Wars trilogy of all the trilogies, if not the nonology, if that's a, a nine film series. Um, I mean, first, let's start with um, Rotten Tomato scores, right? A lot of people don't take Rotten Tomatoes seriously. Maybe you trust the audience score more than the critic score. You just compare the rise of Skywalker critic score against The Last Jedi, objectively, The Last Jedi wins. Additionally, you're looking at whatever you think of the Disney sequel trilogy, and I'm not a huge fan. I'm going to be honest. I think it was a colossal failure. I think not reuniting Han, Luke, and Leia was a huge miscalculation. I think J.J. blew it from the beginning, and he shit the bed with the third film. But The Last Jedi, for all of its flaws, and there are many we could talk about, we've talked about already on numerous uh, numerous podcasts, YouTube episodes you can see. But The Last Jedi has some of some great Star Wars moments. Let's talk about what some of those are. The moment where Rey and 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 Kylo Ren turn back to back and start fighting, the, the, the and, and when Snoke gets killed, is a great Star Wars moment. I would say one of the greatest Star Wars moments in all the Star Wars films. But objectively, if you compare the two films, The Last Jedi is the better of the two and i and i i I don't even know if i how much i even need to argue this because i don't even know how soups with all due respect i just don't know what you're going to say that's going to that's going to poke holes in that argument i would say look up the rotten tomato scores right now all right chris this is exactly what i'm going to say january 23rd 2020 you were on here nerd wars debating boogie and you said (laughs) oh damn he came to play this is this is coming from your mouth chris you said Star Wars to me will always be the adventures of Luke Skywalker. I care about Luke Skywalker. And was Star Wars The Last Jedi not the most disrespectful movie to that character? Did that that movie not destroy that character and turn him into a loser? As it is, The Force Awakens was already bad enough and making Han this this guy that we, you know, we all loved, just a loser divorced dad that was just exploring the galaxy. They already butchered Han in The Force Awakens, and they did it even worse with Luke in this movie. I mean, the, mo- the movie literally starts off with Luke taking his father's lightsaber and chucking it out the window. <laughs> in, the, in The Rise of Skywalker, the first time we saw Luke, he was catching that same lightsaber, and it's almost like J.J. Abrams was dissing Ryan Johnson because his, li- his first line of the movie was, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. He should have just added in, a, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect at Ryan Johnson because they just completely took Luke's character and, and, you know, spit in the face of Star Wars fans. We have to remember that these aren't just characters. These are, these are symbols of hope for people. This is so much bigger than just Star Wars and media. You know, when there's a lot of people that look to Luke Skywalker as, as their symbol of hope when they're down and depressed and they're having a bad day, they look to Luke to be that symbol of hope for him to be that symbol he was in the original trilogy. You know, we left off seeing Luke being the super happy, you know, Jedi with all his friends celebrating our return of the Jedi. 
And the next time we see him in The Last Jedi, he's this old loser withering, withering away on, an, on, on some random planet, sucking the milk of random alien caltits. So, you know, <laughs> all this right. is just... It's all just right, fight it out. Go ahead, guys. First of all, first of all, first of all, I have to give Soup's credit because he really defined one. He actually watched that thing I did with Boogie, where I, where I, 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 I won. The, I basically argued in favor of the prequels. But let's talk about uh, Soup's. I got to say, I agree. A lot of fans were disappointed with the portrayal of Luke Skywalker because they wanted basically to see him decades later the same. And I can just tell you that would have been the most boring storytelling. If that's what you actually got, it's like Luke Skywalker. Hey, he's a Jedi at the end of Return of the Jedi, and he's the same person decades later. I find that completely unbelievable. Also, it's just uninspired storytelling. What was amazing about Luke and what I've always loved about Luke is that he is the most optimistic kid in the in the galaxy. He's optimistic in the face of all the darkness that he's surrounded by. The fact that his father is effectively space Hitler, right? But what's, yeah. what's, what I think is interesting about their take on Luke is he was a broken man after he failed. His nephew, he, he, he tried to murder his own nephew over a vision and sort of caught himself, right? Like that is fascinating and interesting. He, he, he walked away. He sort of saw himself as a catalyst for more war in the galaxy. And what was fascinating about it, and I think what makes characters interesting is how they change. And Luke's character arc in The Last Jedi, he starts out broken, he wins the optimism back. It's sort of like you have your cake and uh, you can have your cake and eat it too. The fight with Kylo Ren on, on, on that, uh, I forget the name of the planet, at yeah, the end yeah. of The Last Jedi is, is actually a really cool lightsaber battle. The fact that this this twist, that he's just projecting himself there I thought was great. Like he found his optimism, his his conversation See. with Yoda. What's interesting is characters that change. Look at look at Anakin Skywalker's journey, where we knew where it was going in the prequels. The fact if he didn't change, if he just started out as evil, but it's interesting to see him as this optimistic, plucky kid on Tatooine that changes into a into a, a horrible, evil person, turning against effectively his adopted father, Obi Wan Kenobi. Character change and character arcs is what makes something interesting. The character arcs and the payoffs in The Rise of Skywalker blew. They blew. It, it, it was, it betrayed everything. It, it basically has made me a lifelong Star Wars fan. I saw Star Wars as a kid. It made me dislike Star Wars. After The Rise of Skywalker, I'm done. The Mandalorian, hey, it's good. It's good for TV, but it's not a great story. And all they're milking Star Wars to death now. But let's just say The Last Jedi is a far superior film to the rise of Skywalker, which is what this debate is about. We can talk about all other topics. Okay, I want to get uh, well said. I just want to get I'm soups sorry, back I've in. I'm sorry, I've spoken too much. Go soups. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is. I'm very passionate about soups. Go to No, I'm extremely about. passionate about it too. And you said that change is what makes characters interesting, but it it's when change that makes sense. That's when it makes things interesting. Luke changing didn't make sense. How are you going to tell me that Luke all of a sudden has no hope for Ben Solo turning back to the light side? when he had all of the hope for Vader turning to the light side. Look back to the original trilogy, Vader cut off his hand and even through all of that, Luke still found some hope within himself that his father would eventually turn. So you're gonna tell me that all of a sudden he loses hope in Ben Solo, but he didn't lose hope in Vader. It just doesn't make sense. And then you, you mentioned that, that final fight sequence when Luke arrived to that planet. That was, that was awesome, that was awesome. But it took the coolness out of the scene when, the, when you realize that he wasn't really there. 
how are you gonna have Luke Skywalker wield a lightsaber? But he doesn't even like he doesn't even use it because he's not really there. And that okay, is well, so, so, the point is hold on. I, I want to chime in because you guys are talking about why one's bad. I need to hear why Rise is good and why Rise. See, is, so to make sure you get the other version of this in, but uh, go see, ahead quickly and then let Super. Andy, respond. I agree with you. This is the whole thing. We're talking about all these scenes from the Last Jedi because they are impactful. I cannot name a scene in the Rise of Skywalker. So let's that put that on Soup. Soup, can you name well, a scene? Can you? I want your response to that. All right. Yeah, the scene where Rain Ray is down. Palpatine is taking everything out of the sky, and you hear all of the Force ghosts talking to her. That was the end of the Skywalker saga. And by having all of the Force ghosts literally giving Rey life, they are what gave her that power to take down Palpatine. Yes. Hearing the voice of Anakin Skywalker, hearing Qui-Gon Jinn, hearing Yoda, hearing Obi-Wan, hearing Ahsoka. Yes, that was touching. You know, you know what I say those Force ghosts actually really were? studio notes that was <laughs> kathleen kennedy the voice of bob Iger. it was all these other people what? do this jj do that it what do you the want in the conclusion of star it's, wars those voices were so lame especially because they explained who they were dude sorry this is the conclusion of the skywalker saga do you not want them to include the original characters that this entire series was built on. For me, that was one of my criticisms about the Rise of Skywalker is that they didn't include them enough. I wanted to see them in person, but the fact that we even heard their voices gave so much weight to that scene and it really and, made and, it feel like a conclusion. Uh, here's the missed opportunity, okay? We know Luke disappears at the end of The Last Jedi. JJ could have totally fixed it and said he transported to another world. You've got an alive Luke Skywalker. He had Mark Hamill sign. He could have put Luke Skywalker in the Rise of Skywalker soups in the way that you wanted to see him. I agree with your criticisms, right? But Luke had to go through a character arc. He had to go through a journey to bring that optimism back after his own failure. So what they could have done is they could have had Luke in the Rise of Skywalker as physically, they could have fixed it and said, ah, when he poofed away, he didn't die. He went to another place. Boom, he's alive. He joins the resistance. And, and so it was the, the Rise of Skywalker is the biggest missed opportunity in the history of movies. It's a huge disappointment and on its face. I think The Last Jedi is the better film. And we can we both can sit here. The more and talk disrespectful about film, that's for sure. All right, I, yeah. the clock the clock well, is out. I, on that, the, I disagree. The I clock is out, but I want to give I want because Andy. because Chris did take a little bit more time. Soups, I'm going to put one minute on the clock because that was really fire. Soups, this is for Soups to explain. And again, why is Rise of the Skywalker better and the best film? You got one minute on the clock because I know he, he did eat up more time, just to be fair, so I'm going to give you an extra minute. This is on you, Soups, or your last closing. I'm going to use that as your closing, Chris. Uh, your last closing here, uh, Soups, go ahead. So the rise of Skywalker was nonstop. The film started, and they were jumping from planet to planet. They did not slow down for a second. It was so jam-packed. There was tons of action. I mean, that fight sequence with Rey and Kylo was freaking amazing. And then that, that entire final battle fight sequence with Palpatine and Rey and Ben Solo seeing him turn back to the light side, that is payoff right there. Seeing Ben return to the light side, hearing the force ghosts of all of the Jedi, that is how you conclude this series, by bringing out that nostalgia that you know was injected into the, the sequel trilogy, but wasn't managed properly. You know, um, Another thing too is that in The Rise of Skywalker, you really had that team dynamic. Poe, Rey, Finn, they were all working together, which is something we didn't even see in The Last Jedi the team dynamic for the sequel characters that this entire sequel trilogy was about. And that's what makes The Rise of Skywalker better because it was a team dynamic movie and it took you with them throughout the entire journey. And yes, did they split up at the end? Yes, they did. But guess what? You still felt that team dynamic and just overall, it was just 
it was a solid conclusion to this entire Skywalker saga. All right, time, man. All right, Braxter and uh, uh, Jesse, come back in. We're gonna need your. I, I definitely am gonna need your. First of all, that was a that was a good fight, guys. I was. Can you, I just say uh, that was a I back really and liked... forth, man. I, I'm actually uh, on the fence on this. Still, I'm still going through my notes because I'm glad I took them because that you both made some fantastic points. So bravo to you two, uh, Chris. Yeah, well, quickly. No, I just want to say thank you to Soups. I thought yeah. oh, thank was, you to you. Uh, you that was Chris. a good. good that was a fun <laughs> fight. No, I appreciate it. Thank you both. All right, Jesse good. and Braxter, let's go because I'm I'm still forming. But either of you have a clear winner in your mind. Who wants to go first? I. Uh, Oh, sorry. I, I, go, no, go I just really quickly, I have a very clear side that I'm on personally for my opinion on which is the better. But film. take that out. And based on the arguments, Jesse, based on well, what you heard. What yeah. I'm saying is what I'm saying is having such a enormous bias uh, towards <laughs> one versus the other. I actually think it really hurts me to say this. I think they're de dead heat or Chris has the slight edge. If anything, what, what made you give Chris the slight edge? I, and to be clear, you you picked Rise, right? You picked Rise as the better film, didn't you? I think Rise is the better. I think uh, I actually think the Last Jedi of all the Star Wars films has the least amount of merit as a film entirely. But your thoughts out, right? Got it. Yeah, well, we can talk about that exactly. after the stream. But but well, you're but so you're but you're saying Chris still won you over. What, what was it? Exactly because because his because of the passion he was able to muster for it, and Soups was never able to get that level of passion for Rise of Skywalker, even when he was arguing for it. So that's what tipped it. Even as someone who hates this film, Chris's passion <laughs> just eats little, little teeny tiny fractures. All right, so. Bra Braxter, where do you go? Yeah, um, it was a good fight, first of all. Um, but I, first of all, I'd give you guys both a point if you guys had turned to Andy and said, why the fuck did you make us fight over which the better flavor of shit? Like the, what, the yeah. green pile of shit or the yeah. shit? So much more fun to watch. <laughs> you like more. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but with that being said, um, it was pretty even, but I think Chris came out fighting. If this was a boxing match, he came out and put the heat on it, had Matthew going back, and the fact that he really couldn't come back about what was good about the last uh, Rise of Skywalker, it really kind of... <laughs> yeah, well, so so soups. All right, so uh, based off of what happened, I think you came out swinging. That first of all, I'm going to give you a half a point just because I love that <laughs> you said on this episode, blah blah. blah. So that was awesome. Because that was amazing. So you went, you were, you were starting on the ropes. But here's what happened: you were so good, but then Chris did get you back because Chris was really back with that story problem. And I was try because I was rooting for you. And I thought you did such a good at the top. I was, I even stepped in to say what was good, and that's where you lost me. You still weren't. You, you did. You did. You, you talked about the finale. Uh, which then Chris did pound you back. It was lame. It felt like studio notes. I agree with him. Uh, where were they? We didn't even their force. We didn't even see the force goes. Uh, and then uh, when I tried to give you that minute to sort of see, can you lift this back up? You gave me a little bit of a. It's a team dynamic, which was a really good t attempt. But I, I do think, I, dude, this was this was so close uh, to me. But I do think maybe Chris just over talked you a little bit. That gave them slight a slight advantage. That's why I did give you that extra time in the middle. But I got to say, I, I do think you were up against the wall, and Chris slightly better. You so I gotta agree all with both right, of them, right, and I gotta right. give it to him. But soups, my man, that was a debut. I mean, that was that was one of, I think the best fights we've had on this show in a while. So soups, I want you back to defend uh, anytime you want. Come on in, you're you're back to do this. But Chris will move right. on to the first round. Soups, though, you're gonna help me judge this next one, so don't go anywhere. You. Get your revenge you. on these two who didn't vote for you because they you gotta get them back. Uh, oh. But bravo, round of applause, everybody, because I know some of the. Oh wait, let's see what. The
what the fans did say. If the fans are overwhelming, uh, that sometimes can overrule it. So let's see what the they results were. It. They can. I do allow it. If the fans are way, way over against us, um, uh, hold on. Where is this? So, oh my God! And they are. Oh, wait, <laughs> they let's are. go. They are. All right. Let's see here. Uh, they. Why? This is. Wait, what is I this lost. poll you're using? They're not telling me the amount of. Show the numbers. Yeah, I want to see. Oh, it, the straw poll's down. Oh, okay, so we got a new one. Damn, the audience is 86 percent on soups. I think they're voting for me. I think they're voting for the argument, or just the the movie that they like the best. Yeah, it's tough to say. Andy, click next twice. Next twice. Oh, there's okay. Respond. There it is. Man, soups got the audience poll by far. If you go back, it told you the response, like the time, and it looked like the votes came in later on. So that may be an indication. That yeah. People were uh, what is this? So I'm trying to think. All right. Look, I, I still think we haven't. We have to adjust these rules, Chris. We have to decide. Can the because I still worry. Soups also could have brought a lot of his followers in here, and they're just they're just. That <laughs> 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 is. Uh, but soups. I'm, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, let's give soups a half a point. We're giving him a half a point for this because there's a rankings. Uh, he earns a half a point, Chris, because right. of that because of that creativeness. Okay. Totally so fair. I, and uh, totally I'm going to still give him a half a point because I, I okay. thought there was some serious creative. But I, as a debate guy, I'm like, uh, it, it was tough. You know what, actually? No, I, you know what it was? Chris almost immediately lost when he said, you know what, you made a good point. But he didn't. He totally combated, too. That's why I was impressed because he's like, yeah, you're right, the, the, the Luke moment, but that would have been a boring story. And he's right. I just I think he really did combat the Luke problem, which you did a really good job bringing that up, Soups. But he made a point of like, no, no one in the Rise of Skywalker had a good arc. And you, you there was you were so on the negative that I didn't hear enough positive in Rise that I still gotta I can't overrule with the poll. So still, let's give Soups a half a point. Chris moves on to the next round, and uh, we're gonna do this next one. So, but, but dudes, both of you, that was that was so much fun. Whether the audience hates me or not, that's what I'm used to on screen junkies. <laughs> See, when that, they never like the judge or the ref because we always make the wrong calls. Uh, but bravo, I, I, that was that was amazing all right let's get to round two uh now uh soups and chris you can turn off your video your audio or sorry your video rather and uh we'll get braxter and uh jesse in the building to do this next round uh this is going to be good as well uh chris just turn off your stop if you st- uh, oh, I, I don't know how to turn off my video because <laughs> i'm on my phone uh <laughs> you should be able to hit stop video just hit the video oh. there's a little video, a video icon oh is there yeah it should be all right Hold i on. don't i don't know i'm it just says leave and no, okay, yes, I found it. There Thanks, it is. Andy. Scrolled up. There he is. He did. It. It's like teaching my dad. No. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I just, my computer's effed up. But yes. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, now, Jesse and Braxter, you're back in the mint. Now, here is the main event tonight. Uh, who? Now, there's a lot of ways you could judge this. Who's gonna win in the fight? Is that a fair? That's what I told you guys. We both on the same page. If they're yeah. going down for a toe to toe, they're going. They're, they're fighting at it. Who will be the victor in a fight? Yes, we're on the same page. Okay, Got groovy. It. So, uh, Ahsoka Tana versus Wonder Woman. Two of the most trending heroes there are right now. I can't believe we didn't think of this fight sooner, but I'm so excited to hear how this goes. Uh, let's see how this goes. Uh, let's try it. So clock starts now. Let's set the timer. Uh, who wants? Let's let's. Uh, Jesse's done this before, so I'll give you the start if you don't mind, Jesse. That way, Braxton gets a little bit of this. Uh, but try not to talk for more than a minute, minute and a half, and then let him speak, or otherwise I'll cut you off. Uh, but here we go, round two, Nerd Wars. Let's do this. The clock starts now. So there are a lot of problems when you want to tackle the Ahsoka versus Wonder Woman debate. Uh, We were talking about two heroes from two very different universes with a lot of different rules. 
very specific rules that govern them. So right away, we're going to have some, okay, well, Wonder Woman's, you know, telepathy versus Ahsoka's Jedi mind powers, Wonder Woman's magical armor versus Ahsoka's lightsabers. There's a lot of questions that we could split hairs over the entire debate without really getting anywhere. But at the end of the day, we're talking about two very powerful, very well-trained women. And it's going to come down to who can exploit the other one's weaknesses. At the end of the day, there are two parts of Wonder Woman that are never covered no matter what iteration you look at. And those are her hands. She wears greaves, not gloves, uh, or, or rather uh, gauntlets, not gloves. Uh, and she wears, she never wears a mask or anything on her face. Her head is very decapitatable. Her hands are very chop off. <laughs> and there is no, there is no, no, none of one of her powers uh, that I could see her just being able to pull out on Ahsoka and deal an immediate killing blow without Ahsoka being able to preempt and therefore avoid because she is very, very powerful with the force and is able to sense her enemies' moves just before they execute them. All right, Praxer, go for it. All right. I mean, that's pretty easy to come back on. First of all, I mean, if you want to talk about the weaponry, um, her weapons come from the gods, right? And I mean, if we're going to have an argument, there's just one universe. They might be in a galaxy far, far away, but we're talking about one universe. She has magical um, imbued uh, weaponry, whether it's her gauntlets, whether it's her shield. And to top it off, she has super strength and she's in burst almost as fast as the Flash. So if you're going to have a sword fight with her, I don't know how you're going to touch her. I mean, bullets can't touch her, you know? But secondly, the, the weapon that you use, the lightsaber, is made by mortals. All of her weapons are made by the gods. Uh, Ahsoka has fought in uh, magical wizards. She is a wizard. You know, the thing about Jedi is they're all trained peacekeepers. Wonder Woman, she comes from a, a land where they're trained to be warriors, to be to, to win battles. I don't really know how you how she'd come up against that. I mean, one-on-one, -on -one, ah, I don't know. I don't know. So guessing um, you don't know a lot about Greek mythology there because, uh, yeah, her weapons are made from the gods. Now, I do happen to know quite a bit about Greek mythology. There's one motif that happens over and over and over again. We get a lot of children of gods. We get a lot of demigods in Greek mythology, a lot of people chosen by gods, bestowed with gifts and weaponry of the gods. These people, though, are not gods. Uh, you familiar with my pal Achilles? He had a little weakness you might have heard of. In every other way, he was completely infallible. Weapons of the gods. Parent, one of his parents was a god. Uh, a literal, as close to a god as you can get while being mortal, took an arrow to the heel and kaput. So having weapons of the gods does not make you immortal or even close to in our own earthbound mythology or the DC universes. Now, in terms of, oh, how is, how is Ahsoka even going to you know, be able to dodge her? It's not about being fast. It's about using the force. Uh, it's very, Jedi fighting is very tied into actual Eastern martial arts uh, where you, if you look at any sports training too, people talk about getting in the zone. The idea of the force is extrapolated from that. If you've ever been in combat, you know that when you get in the zone, it feels like everything around you slows down. Like everyone's moving in slow motion and you have the jump on them. Now, when you're using the force, you are literally using magical powers. You have magic. This is magic. The force is magic. You wonder why the gods, stuff, stuff from the gods. What is the force? The force is the god of the Star Wars universe. Ahsoka's entire power, life force and power force comes from the gods. These weapons are powered by kyber crystals imbued with power from the force, i.e. the god of the Star Wars universe. She is the equivalent in every way uh, to Wonder Woman of the Star Wars universe, right? Uh, but she also has this one little thing that Wonder Woman doesn't, and that's a diminished sense of honor. Ahsoka left the Jedi Order after getting framed and done dirty. She is not gonna fight by the rules. That is Wonder Woman to a T. It is only more recent iterations of Wonder Woman where even she, she, she even starts taking human life. We saw right in The Mandalorian, Ahsoka knocking off guards like it was nothing, right? So we're talking about 
look at Indiana Jones, right? When he goes up against the guy waving his scimitars around all fancy and shit. That's great. That guy's the better swordsman all day long. Indiana Jones pulls out a gun and fights dirty. No chance. When Ahsoka goes up against Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is going to play by the rules. Ahsoka is going to fight dirty, and that's why she's going to come out with the W every single time. You kind of just walked into the trap. I mean, look. First of all, Wonder Woman's been training for thousands of years. Thousands of years. Ahsoka, she's dead by Rise of the Skywalker. She's only made it maybe 100 years. You, you do the math. Something like that. Wonder Woman's been there through the experiences. She's been through the fights. And it's not the first magical space wizard she's fought if she came up against Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka has come up against Darth Vader. She's come up against some powerful people. But literally, she's taken down the gods. They're not even the gods of the universe. And if you want to get even more specific, if you look at the Star Wars universe, Ahsoka's not even top three, much less probably top five Jedis and powerful people in their own universe. Wonder Woman's top three for sure. She's in the Trinity. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to battle to battle the top tier when you're coming up the middle tier. I mean, she's behind Vader. She's behind Luke. She's behind Yoda. I mean, we can keep going. Well, you're just creating a false equivalency there because we have no evidence to suggest that the most powerful people, the most powerful force users in the Star Wars universe are more powerful than the people of the DC universe. We say, oh, it's the same universe, sure, but we've never seen these interact. We don't know how force powers compare to her, you know, godly imbued powers and whatnot. We don't know. Maybe force lightning works against Superman. Maybe if Palpatine shows up on Earth, he can force lightning the hell out of Superman and, and turn him into dust. We don't know these things because we don't see those powers match up. So you're creating a false equivalency to try to make your narrative work. I don't need a false equivalency. I can look at Ahsoka's training, her skills, the way that she acts in battle against the way Wonder Woman does in her own universe and say clearly, without a doubt, the way that they bring their skills into battle, Ahsoka's skill set just matches up better against Wonder Woman's. Wonder Woman has melee only, right? There's a quote saying somewhere saying she's one of the, maybe one of the best, like Superman calls her the best melee fighter ever or something like that. That's hand to hand. She's got a lasso. You ever use a lasso? First of all, it takes, I'm sure she's very, very good with it, but you see people who are professionals with lassos, that is not an efficient weapon, even for the most skilled lasso user. Ahsoka has the advantage of being able to use infinite range with the force, She's skilled in hand-to-hand, -hand, and she's very skilled with her lightsaber, so she has every range occupied. Literally, all she has to do is get in sword-fighting range of Wonder Woman, and there is nothing Wonder Woman can do, because she has her... You, she brought has up, her you brought up being in the zone. All you have to do is look at Wonder Woman 1 or the new Wonder Woman commercials to see she gets in the zone every time someone shoots at her. Yeah, Things but move in slow motion. magical but, power... And, and, you said, and you said Ahsoka quit. And you said Ahsoka quit. Wonder Woman Jedi has order. been there for thousands of years. Utilizing. No, she quit the Jedi Order. She didn't quit training or utilizing her powers. Also, by the way, you might need to brush up on your Star Wars lore because she ain't dead. So she is, she is, I know we got her Force voice and all that in Rise of Skywalker and whatnot, but she ain't dead. So everybody that spoke in Rise of Skywalker was dead. That spoke to, to Ren. I mean, that's supposed, yes. Yeah. Star Wars likes to repeatedly crisscross and break its own lore. They're also. Okay, well, if you want to break your logic, that's fine. I'm just arguing using logic here. You know what I mean? And another thing. One of the Wonder Woman's greatest powers is her empathy. She cares about everyone. It's not that she cares about the cast of people who are just around. It's not like she just cares about the Justice League. It's not like she just cares about the Amazonians. She cares about the world. She has you know the strongest, that's one of her biggest powers. Ahsoka you know left. She, she, has, she has problems. She left, went to a different planet and hid. Hand to hand. How does empathy, let me see, as a person with an abundance of empathy and as a person who has been in, has many, many experiences with combat, both with a sword and hand to hand, I can tell you that when I'm actually in a one-on-one -on -one fight trying to determine who is going to be the winner, empathy counts for jack shit. Winning the fight counts for so much more. Being able to win. All right, I, I've, I've paused the cock because I want to give you each a minute to tell me how they would win the fight. 
Okay? Because I've heard a lot. You guys have given me a lot of data and information back and forth about what they would do, speculations, etc. Now is the chance, uh, and we can whoever wants to start first can go. But plate, you got a minute. Tell me how the fight's going to go down and how Dude. your character will actually do the win for your closing one minute. Uh, who wants to go first? Braxton, you want to go first? I got it. Yeah, let's okay, do it. Okay, go ahead. I so mean, clock starts. Easy. Go ahead. I mean, let's go. I mean, first of all, she's trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat, like you said. She's one of the best hand-to-hand -hand combat people, like you said. They're going to be fighting with wet melee weapons, which she's been training, like I mentioned, for thousands of years. So it's going to go one-on-one. -on -one. She's going to try to strike her, and it's going to be moving slow, mo or slow motion to Wonder Woman because she's, she's really focused, and she has her own experience. She's not going to be able to touch her. If she does try to touch her, you've seen that lightsabers bounce off of Beskar armor. It's going to bounce off her gauntlets. She has a shield. She's a defensive mastermind. She's a strategic mastermind in fights. Large scale and small scale. So whether you brought your whole clone army or whatever, she's still bad. she still has the experience to go up against it. The lasso of truth. You brought that up. The lasso of truth has wrapped around the sun and pulled the sun. She's pulled the sun and the moon with the lasso. I mean, you talked about that weapon. That's a little bit mightier than a lightsaber that's made by man. It's a machine. I mean, she would laugh at that. It's a toy to her. So the fight would be one-sided. It'd be easy and it'd be pretty quick because she has all the weaponry and defensive maneuvers to get around all the slow motion moves that Ahsoka has. All right, Jesse, uh, you got a minute on the clock now. Go for it. Those are a lot of words about fighting and uh, no actual words that have anything to do with fighting. Because here's literally how the... Andy asked the question, how did the fight go? You are oh Wonder Woman in the zone. Ahsoka literally can see the future, right? Wonder Woman wants to close distance because this is, by the way, hand-to-hand -hand and sword and melee are not the same thing. And sword fighting, not the same thing, right? Krama gods, fencing, dear God, two things I do. Very, you know, not the same thing. Uh Ahsoka is going to bait Wonder Woman to come into close close contact hand to hand. Ahsoka's gonna be able to land a strike well before Wonder Woman does because Wonder Woman has her fists and lightsabers are longer than fists. So when Wonder Woman comes in for this hand to hand strike, Ahsoka goes to decapitate her because she's not wearing a helmet or anything to protect her neck. If, if Wonder Woman lifts up her greaves to try to defend herself, Ahsoka quickly course corrects, cuts off her hands. Now Wonder Woman doesn't have hands and Ahsoka makes quick work of her. End of fight. It's quick, technically, easily, no big fancy words and straw man arguments, done, fight over. Slow motion. <laughs> Slow motion. She's biting wizards for thousands of years. Magic people. And she has a magic toy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time. That was fun. All right, come back in, Soups, Chris. Uh, another another great fight. It is. I saw something like, this is a weird matchup. It is. Uh, but it, wow. you guys went there because I, I was speculating, where does it go? And I'm glad you gave me those last minutes to help. All right. Uh, Soups, you came in first. Uh, what do yeah. you what do you think based on the based on the arguments? Uh, Chris now put the poll based on the arguments, not who you like better listening to who this is a debate show uh, who gave the best arguments. And we got four amazing people. Fighting, so it's all this is a good episode. Uh, make sure you vote there. Soups, let's go to you first. What, what did you think of that uh, battle? So, first of all, you guys both spit some truth on both sides. You guys had an amazing battle. Props to both of you. I'm going to give a point to Jessie for her passion because she was so passionate about it. You saw in her body, Jessie was speaking from the, from the bottom of her soul. <laughs> but facts and feelings are two completely different things, and Braxter won this using facts. So I'm going to go to Braxter. I'm going to give it to Braxter. Wow, so what was the fact that, that swayed you? Just everything he was he was saying about, you know, how this fight would go. Like, it it would be slow motion. It would be easy work for Wonder Woman. Even though Ahsoka could see the future, she can't change anything about how the fight's going to go. I mean, mm -hmm. Wonder Woman could literally toy with her because she, she has super speed. Uh, Chris, where do you stand based on the arguments? Well, 
Well, I got to say, based on that fight, I'd say this is the the better battle uh, between Soups and I and this fight. This was a great fight. Um, You both, um, uh, uh, Jesse and Braxter came very prepared with all the lore. Um, and and Jesse Jesse wins on passion. I gotta say. And actually, before when I saw this battle, I thought, well, Ahsoka would totally take out Wonder Woman. But Braxter made really good arguments that made me rethink even my own thoughts. I thought that Ahsoka would totally take out Wonder Woman easily, right? A lightsaber versus a truth rope, like <laughs> the lasso. Whatever. Jesse, yeah, the, no, the truth really lasso. lasso. But 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 Braxter like changed. Braxter changed my mind. Uh, with his logic about, you know, actually, you know, believing, obviously this is all fictional stuff, right? But you put, you put this sort of fictional world against that fictional world. I don't know. I got to give the edge uh, to Braxter on it, but Jesse wins on passion. So it's kind of, for me, it's a, it's a draw because Braxter changed my mind. So, uh, wow. Yeah. So putting it back to me that, but you guys both picked Braxter, which puts it in there, but uh, yeah. So here's my looking at the notes. I mean, passion. Absolutely. I I think Jesse was owning the fight, but, uh, yeah, it was interesting because can the lightsaber just cutter is really where it comes down to is which you, and you leveled your whole argument on that Jesse. And, uh, it, 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 you sold me in the beginning. Uh, but, but, I, and your lasso thing was very funny because I was like, the lasso is the stupidest weapon in the whole arsenal of all these heroes. Uh, but then even Braxter, I was waiting for it. Like, he, she's lassoed the sun. Like, that that takes it to a level that I'm glad he at least, because I, I was about to give it to you, but he did at least bring, I think, the real Wonder Woman powers into play. And uh, the fact that he she can do that at such a short, you know, uh, the slow motion Yes, Osaka can see it, but when but it's like that doesn't mean he she can change the outcome of what's going to happen. Uh, she is still immortal, learning the jet. And it was also the other thing that I really thought Braxton did good is that uh, it's a trained peacekeeper versus the warrior is is the reality of what it is. Uh, going to what the the audience voted on this one. Wow, look how close that Dang, poll close. was. Oh, Damn, close. Like this thing that says numbers up in the top right. Uh, show numbers. Okay, I got it. All right, ten. It's like literally one vote one off. Vote. <laughs> you guys are one vote <laughs> off on that poll. Funny. It's really funny how like. Uh, oh. Jesse oh. just took. Wow. Now Jesse Which just took, took took Ooh. ten more uh, votes there. See, the audience does not like us judges today. Uh, <laughs> that's always how it works. Uh, uh, the Star Wars fans, Mandos tonight. Man, yeah, exactly. Uh, man, uh, hold on, as we refresh, because t- typically our other one launches quicker. I think it's so funny how everyone says that mine was passion, but his was facts, because I thought mine was only facts. I was like, <laughs> I feel, <laughs> Jesse, every time that's I fight in the show, speak with passion. every time I fight <laughs> the show, I'm like, what are you talking about? I said that. What do you mean? Uh, no, it's, just funny. it's just funny to me. I'm like, I'm literally, it's exciting because I'm like, I think I'm being boring because I'm talking about the minutiae of sword fighting and everyone's like, oh, passion. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, that's good. Yes. Yeah, so I think, uh, look, at the end of the day, we don't actually know how this would go down with the lightsaber piercer. I like that Braxter brought up the, like, the, when he even mentioned like the, uh, the uh, uh, Beskar gauntlets and everything sort of so she has some uh defense against ahsoka uh so i gotta agree though with the judges more than the poll 
Uh, and I got, and it's not, it's, well, you did, you did actually pull them a little bit more there at the end, but it's about yeah six, six or seven votes over. Uh, I got to go with Braxter on some of the facts that I heard, even though Jesse did drop her own facts. Uh, I'm going to go with the majority there, uh, and give it to Braxter on this point. Uh, but Jesse, you know, I love you. That was Very amazing. Quiet, Jesse, Jesse hates being on the show because every time she comes, I always rule against her. It's not fair, but uh, please come back. Uh, I love your passion and fights on this. You were so, so entertaining. Uh, but bravo everyone. Wow. This was a show now. All right. So this means Braxter and Chris are going on the final two. So soups, Jesse, you will help. Let's see who the audience, what the audience voted for on the final poll. What should the final topic be? I'm popping it in here. Let's see the results. Uh, we had a bunch of interesting, um, polls in here. Uh Oh, my thing just froze. Hold on one second. And there we go. Let's see the results of this poll next. Uh, it looks like better kindergartner teacher. Is that right? <laughs> oh my looks like God. Better kindergarten teacher, Rocket Raccoon or Deadpool is what the fans have chosen. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty, you guys know Rocket and Deadpool. That shouldn't be too hard to do. Uh, who would be the best kindergarten teacher? Okay, that's what the poll, uh, we, we gave you five options. The audience has voted for that one. Uh, let's do that. That's going to be fun. All right, so the way we'll, you guys will decide who fights what, uh, I'm going to count to three. Uh, at, at the count of three, you're both going to tell me your answer, say Rocket or Deadpool. If you say the same name, whoever said it first will get that character, uh, Chris and Braxter. The other one will have to do the other person. Follow me? Sure. Okay, here we go. Who would be the better kindergarten teacher, Rocket or Deadpool, in three Two, one. Deadpool. Okay, great. You both picked different answers. That's always makes it easier. Uh, all right, so it's uh, who would be the better kindergarten teacher, uh, Rocket versus Deadpool. Uh, time will be back on the clock uh, and, unless it, you guys have trouble. Sometimes they don't last 10 minutes, but try to make it entertaining. Jesse and Soups, you'll be listening. Turn, turn off your audio, your uh, video real quick. Uh, here we go. Oh, I got to change that. Uh, I didn't change the header. I'll change it as you guys are talking. Uh, clock start. I'm not going to tell who goes first. Someone will just start. Here we go. Round three for all the for all the points. This is best kindergarten teacher, Rocket or Deadpool. Clock starts now. Well, I'll start then because uh, I already have the better argument here. Um, <laughs> Rocket. Rocket. He's he has first of all he's a talker. He likes to explain things. I mean, that's the one thing. He's always talking about his new equipment. He's always bringing something new. He's always he has, has a lot of different adventures. He's had. I mean, we already know that uh, he is back. He's already proven that. While Deadpool has proven to be a loner, to be uh, uh, very uh, R-rated, if you want to say, um, and inappropriate for a school uh, environment. Let me see what you got, man. All right. Well, let me just say, first of all, there's no one more childlike in the Marvel Universe than Deadpool. He is very childlike and empathetic. As weird as that is to say, when you really look, when you take the blood, guts, and the funny quips and you strip that away from Deadpool at his core as a character. And the why Deadpool transcends as a character is because he's empathetic, he's emotional, he's self-sacrificing. And uh, just, just as someone who, my girlfriend actually happens to be a fourth grade school teacher. And one of the things that I happen to know about school teachers, you have to have a sense of self-sacrifice. Because I believe that our teachers don't get enough credit. And Deadpool, I believe, if he was in a group of five-year-olds, would be a better teacher than Rocket Raccoon, who would probably be uh, uh, you just he just would not Deadpool work. Would be, that Deadpool group. would pull his pants down in front of the kids, man. What are you talking about? Deadpool is a freak, man. And much less. What if he took his mask off? The kids would be scarred for life. 
game over. Game over. You can't do that. I mean, imagine them coming back to their, to their parents saying, like, there's a teacher today with katana blades and a burnt face talking about um, his exploits with uh, his, in his love affair with Spider-Man or something, right? Like, but, come truthfully, on, right? but truthfully, I believe that, like, Deadpool would, if he was in a room of children, young five-year-old children, would not only teach them correct uh, uh, weapon skills when it comes to, to uh, guns and whatnot, he would, he would also uh, have that the sense to pull back somewhat. We haven't seen Rocket in any sense pull back. I mean, and I don't see that he would have the kind of skills to be a better teacher of something. I, I, I just think that Deadpool... Also, can I, I just say, Andy, this is the weirdest argument ever. Why are you going <laughs> to argue about blame, this? Blame Andy. the fans. They picked this one. <laughs> well, uh, look, look, ah. look. Deadpool has no skills that I would want a kid to learn about. He's an assassin. He's he's lewd. He doesn't care what people think about him. He he has he has none of those values. Rocket, he he's he's a team member. He's a pilot of a ship. He could teach him about aviation. He could teach him about space, about planets, about places he's been and seen, different cultures. He can compare things. He can contrast things. He's cute and cuddly. He's the size of a kindergartner. So they would feel like yo. This is one of us. I want to learn from this guy. Imagine a teddy bear teaching you in kindergarten. Come on. Okay, yeah. well, maybe maybe, maybe Rocket is the size of a kindergartner, but what about when Deadpool had those legs growing back? He was pretty much the size at that point. I mean, he could chop off his legs and, and just be sort of... Look, I, I again, I want to go back to... This is the dumbest argument on Nerd Wars ever. <laughs> no, it's not, but go ahead. <laughs> It's not the dumbest, okay, but no, I actually truthfully believe that Deadpool, being an adult human, I think would be a better teacher to kindergartners than than Rocket Raccoon, who I think is, if you've seen Rocket and the way he treats other people, the only person that, that Rocket is is remotely paternal towards is, is Groot, of course, right? But other than that, Rocket is kind of a... a, a a prick. So you prove my I point. Know, like, you prove my point. He's is he has parental skills. He's already raising a, a kid. He's, a he's no Groot is is, is Groot. a living sentient being. He's a living sentient being, and he cares deeply, deeply about that child, man. And he's helping it grow. Over the course of this, we've seen it happen. You prove the point right there. He's good with kids. He has he cares about their future. Deadpool really doesn't care about what happens past the next, next few minutes, man. Everybody knows that. Come on, man. Uh, well, you know, I even regret saying that out loud because I knew when I said it that you'd use it against me. But, but I, do, I do believe that Deadpool would have the presence of mind to adjust the situation, especially when you look at his how he's um, uh, dealt in his love relationships. I'm thinking of the, you know, as portrayed by Ryan Reynolds in the two Deadpool movies, the biology, so to speak. Maybe it'll be a trilogy. I don't know. Who knows? Will there be a Deadpool trilogy? We'll see. I doubt it. Um, you know, maybe in, Deadpool on, 2, uh, in Deadpool 2, you got to see him try to take on uh, a, a lead, like, um, teaching role to the younger X-Men. And he sucked at it, man. They didn't take him seriously. They didn't take well, him seriously. Well, I predict, I predict in Deadpool 3, coming to Disney 18 Plus, is going <laughs> to be a scene is going to be a scene with Deadpool teaching children in a kindergarten. It's going to happen. I can I can foresee it. 
but that scene could never be repeated with Rocket Raccoon, especially with where the Guardians of the Galaxy series is going. Do you know why it couldn't be repeated? Happening. Because it would be boring, because he would be teaching them arts and crafts and good things that they need to learn. It wouldn't make a good movie. Deadpool would make a great movie teaching kids, because it would be a disaster, man. I would see that. I would pay tickets to see that. I'd watch it on Disney+. Plus. Make it happen. Well, but we don't. I wouldn't want my kid there. <laughs> well, uh, all I can say is this. I'm going to repeat. This is the weirdest argument ever. Who's I? I <laughs> so I blame the fans. Uh, but uh, Braxter, I respect your argument. But I'm going to say um, objectively, Deadpool would be the better teacher to five-year-olds than a tiny raccoon. Another that, thing, I, just just on its face. Kids in kindergarten. You always have like your your kindergarten pet, like that's like it helps kids learn. And having a, an an anthropomorphic uh, uh, a live like animal that could actually teach them about what life is beyond themselves could really help teach lessons that they wouldn't really learn from from just the regular curriculum. He could teach them a lot of stuff. Deadpool, come on, man, he's in it for himself. What does he what does he ever do well on himself? But you look at the choices that Deadpool has made in the films, and I believe that he's he's always done something that's been self-sacrificing. And I feel like self-sacrifice is what's required really to be, you know, be a good teacher, be a good leader. To, are we still at two minutes and two and a half minutes? To argue <laughs> yeah, sorry, in the video, I lost your video. Darn it's coming you, back. Andy. Darn you, Andy. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like I've made all my points. I don't know, Braxter. I, I, Can I, I hope I lost for a second. There they are. Sorry. No. <laughs> what? Yeah. Chris, Chris, your entire argument could be based on Deadpool 2, a movie where he sympathizes with a random kid. Unlike Rocket, Rocket had a right. motivation to take care of Baby Groot and to mentor Baby Groot. But Deadpool, he self sacrificed and, and just was there for that kid the entire movie and he didn't even know him. Exactly, exactly. And Wait, let me ask you this, is that kid gonna be in Deadpool 3? Nah. Yes. He's is that on. his fault? He's Fox Disney, on. bro? Fox Disney, that, that deal <laughs> blew up that universe. You cannot bring that in. Of course Rocket's gonna take care of Groot. It's his best friend who's turned into a sapling. Uh, Soups is exactly right. Uh, Deadpool has no relation to this kid, but he uses his love his pure, at the core of his heart, love to save this child from going full dark side. He Rocket took a bullet for him, bro. An eyeball in his butthole for Thor. Wow. <laughs> what, is he, what is he gonna teach kids? What skills does he have to teach? What, it does, it's kindergarten. Every living human being has the skills to teach kindergarten. It's about how you are with children. Rocket has never demonstrated that he has an ability to censor himself based on the situation. We have seen Deadpool in multiple situations change his behavior, have the intellig social intelligence to know how to alter his behavior based on the social situation that he is in. So if he's what? in kindergarten- Deadpool? No, no, Deadpool? Okay, okay. I'm gonna hop on Brock's set for a sec. Rocket <laughs> has displayed those traits before. I mean, he was literally, Baby Groot's dad, basically, for the entire second movie. He called him, Groot called him father. Exactly. He disappeared. So he definitely has those traits within him. Now, it, it does, is he a douchebag to most people? Yes. But would he change if he were looking after a classroom full of children? I think he would. And he has, he has skills to teach. Exactly. He is a master. He's super smart. We've never he has a lot more to teach than Deadpool. 
I, I feel like I, I I feel like this is like the end of Endgame where everybody comes. <laughs> yeah, it's in like I don't know. Battle. I don't know who's gonna win this <laughs> one. Mighty Braxton together. <laughs> so thank you for that. I I don't know. If it's fair that I should win um, based on the assist, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, all right. Yeah, you guys, it's all messed up because we clearly, the judges showed their cards. Uh, the old chair comes in. Well, I think, though, I, I think our desperate need to chime in. Yeah, you were both like, this is the All we have to well, say was Deadpool, Deadpool 2. Here was the problem. Here was the problem. Here's my problem as a judge. And then, Chris, you can chime in. You gave up, Chris. <laughs> you gave up at the end. Yeah, that's true. You were, you were on I, it, I, and I, then you, you, know? you gave up at the end. And I, that's always, But that said, you had me. I did believe it. Um, and then the other problem is Braxter never brought up Groot. I kept yeah. waiting for I him to bring up Groot. I, <laughs> I know. So this, this is a tough one to give a winner to. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I got to do like a, 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 quick, a speed round. What was the second Wait, round? Wait, did I lose with the audience again? Because I'm good at that. Let's see. I did the, did you put a poll out, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we got sorry. I got Sal Cousin. Man, this was one of the best nerd wars ever. Great job, guys. I had a blast. This was one of my favorites. Thank you, Sal, for that donation. I'm gonna get through all your donations in a second. Uh, but here, who won that? Wrong? Let's see what the audience said. Uh, as much as I resent him for beating me, I feel like because I felt the need to come in and save Chris, <laughs> that Braxter. Wow, Braxter's results are. Braxter is crushing me, me it. Me and Jesse. Me and Jesse were just like dying in the other room. <laughs> It was straight WWF. You guys came off the turnbuckles, came from under the ropes. I gotta say, my my own. I would have was gonna clear it with Braxton, but he didn't bring up Groot. Uh, And I don't believe that Deadpool would pull his pants down. I don't. I don't buy that argument. That felt fake. But the audience is with you. Uh, Wow, they're going. And he's getting more and more every time I refresh, Chris. (laughs) Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. do. The other. Do the next one. Yeah. Here's what it is. you have, I'm going to put 30, I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. We're going to do a speed round just to verify it. This is for all the marbles. What? Two minutes, Chris and Bra- Braxter, just to give it up. Cause I got We have a standings here on the show. Uh, which world would you rather get trapped in Sonic or Mario? You're each going to have a minute to tell us this. It's a two minute speed round. Uh, you each have 30 seconds to do your opening and then a, a minute to fight. Okay, speed round. I, w- I need some speed round music or something at a certain point. Uh, but here we go. You, which one? I'm going to count to three. Which world would you rather live in? If you'd be stuck, be trapped in Sonic or Super Mario. Okay, you guys both know those games. You feel confident in this? Yeah. Okay, which one would you rather be trapped in is the question. Uh, I'm putting that on the screen so you can see it as this is a, a bonus round. Just so we do this uh, fairly. Um uh, Sonic or Mario. There it is. Okay, it's on screen. Uh, I'm going to count to three. You'll say your answer in three, two, one. Mario. Oh, shoot. We both said Mario. I heard Braxter first. Did you guys hear that? What? Too? He said super, and then he you said could Mario. Have it. You could have it. I'm still counting. <laughs> no, it's all, it's all good. You sure? It's I mean, I, I was going to give you So, Braxter, it's your choice. Well, I'm going to keep Super Mario then. Okay, so Super Mario, Chris <laughs> Chris has got Sonic. Braxton, you're going to go first, though. Uh, here comes the clock. we got a two-minute on the clock, uh, 30 seconds to start, and then I'm going to give Chris 30 seconds, and then the last minute to go. Here we go. Th- bonus round, Nerd Wars. Time starts now. Go. I personally would rather be stuck in Super Mario because I understand the world better. Um, I've seen it for longer. There's more. Um, uh, it's a broader universe that's been explored more. Um, there's vegetation, there's flowers, there's mushrooms that you can just veg out and have a lot of fun and in a super crazy world. There's a princess that, that is waiting for, for you somewhere. 
um, there's dangers, but there's also a lot of adventure and fun. Um, and also, it's it's there's uh, other people that you can relate to. You have Toad. You have a whole whole uh, universe. Of Chris, people that you can go really ahead. Enjoy. Thirty seconds, Chris. All I can say is this: If Princess Toadstool met uh, Mario, or excuse me, Sonic, she would love Sonic. I, I think that I, I think Sonic could just also Mario doesn't really have any powers other than jumping and independent contract. He's an independent contractor, <laughs> effectively, right? I mean, like, uh, but but Sonic, I, I don't know. I just think Sonic has a superpower, which is abil- his ability to run fast. He's effectively a. a, a Flash version of a hedgehog. I guess. But there's one problem. There's one problem. It's not what Mario that? stuck there. It's me or you that'd be stuck there. So if I was stuck in Super Mario World, I would be having a blast, man. I mean, you can go swimming underwater. You can run. There's, there's mountains. There's there's endless uh, castles to explore. So- Sonic has all that. Sonic has all that. Also, I would blast through a wall. I would go to Super Mario World. I'd grab some mushrooms and go back to the Sonic. Uh, to Sonic Land, whatever. So it is I, better. Yeah. I'll come through the tunnel. I'll throw. I'll, I'll come through the pipe and I'll throw you one and let you know that it's better on this side because you just proved it right there in the Super Mario I, World. I, I, all right, all right. Well, my shoes are cooler. Oh, it's all I can <laughs> say. Is Sonic has way cooler kicks, so we, we, I'll just leave it there. And, and we have Cloud City. I mean, what's better than hanging out in the clouds, looking over things, peace, having a peaceful living? You know, there's so many different varieties of places to hang. There's a lot of dangers. There's a lot of robots that want to kill you in, in the Sonic world that I don't think I'd really want to deal with because how do you escape Time, time. All right. I, I, look, I have a clear winner on that as we bring back Soups and Jesse. Uh, clear winner for me. I mean, you didn't even bring up the hills, the 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 rolling around. I know, I know. You know I the blew rings. It. Think about all those rings you could collect, Gollum style. Uh, Wait, tell me how much the audience hates <laughs> the me. shoes, though. I really want <laughs> to. You did bring that. the shoes. That <laughs> shoes. Uh, I got to pick Braxter on that. Soups and Jesse's. Anyone? Do you guys disagree i don't disagree no i don't disagree all right i don't even need the poll braxter oh, wins yeah. even the rest of the team hates me. oh this is- that, that was such a fun i think everyone's upset because they think uh soups and uh, jesse won based off they, they're still mad they lost the first rounds but that's really how this show goes you never everyone's a winner here because that was such a fun show uh bravo guys i want to get through uh i want to get through plugs for each of you quickly and then we're gonna go through some of the chat you sent uh first up soups uh good job my man go check out his uh youtube channel he's also on uh instagram uh twitter uh tiktok it's anything else you want to mention there Nope, just YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We're almost at 100k on YouTube, so make sure to go check me out. Woo! And then point is this your, this is yours, right? Point of Geeks. Well, is- no, no, no. You know, Illuminati. The Illuminati. That's my oh, that's my old thing. But the Illuminati is oh, uh, Lumi- where I'm at. Illuminati. Yeah, I mean, point of, at Point of Geeks for uh, Let's get up on Twitter or whatever. Check yeah, out Illuminati. There we go. Illuminati is here. Uh, support them. They do awesome scoops, uh, which Braxter works for. Does some stuff over there. Uh, so awesome. Check out the Illuminati. And then I have Jesse over at Mindless Entertainment on YouTube. It's still the best place to get you. Hit that subscribe. Yes? Yep, that is me. That you is stream all me. there? That's the best place to find me. Uh, you can get me on Twitter, at Jesse Milestone, or in, uh, Instagram, Mindless Entertainment. Uh, you can also follow Shit Pancake the Cat on YouTube. He's our new project. Aww. Our little boy who uh, says weird things because he's a cat. I do the voice. It's great. Jeff is Papa. It's a good time. Uh, and then also you can check us out on uh, Mindless BS Gaming over on Twitch. Jeff and I have a Twitch channel now. We're doing Halo Fridays. We're going to start streaming Cyberpunk tomorrow as well. 
So check us out on Mindless BS Gaming. Uh, are they on here? I was trying to, are they, you got to put uh, them in your channel. We're not linked up there. Just put yet. them on your channels. Next time it's easier for me to show them all. But check out, uh, check, them all out yeah, check, so. check out, check out, all, you'll, you'll find them on her Twitter and stuff. And then uh, Film Threat for Chris Gore, always a good place to go. Yes, is that the best place to send fans? Uh, yeah, or our YouTube channel, because this is on YouTube. So just look up Film Threat on YouTube. We interview indie filmmakers. We do watch parties where we watch independent films with the filmmakers and actors. Uh, we just had Tony Hawk on our uh, on one of our watch parties. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, and it's I do a daily podcast where I interview filmmakers and and, uh, and and we review independent movies. We review independent films. Love it. So that's where you, you can find Chris and all that stuff. Uh, and I want to thank some we got some chats that came in before I wrap this. I want to thank everybody who donated really quickly. It was and then we're going to stick around, just have some chats uh, if anybody wants to stick around. Uh, Sal, thank you again. Man, this is one of the best nerd wars. I appreciate you. You also said, damn, this fight is good. I agree. They were some amazing fights. Uh, I got to remember to read these between each round. I just, we were I was trying to keep the clock going. James Taylor. Hey, man, man, I should have been in this fight. I would have eaten both your keisters. That's how it works. When you watch the show, you get you get intentional. Like, I should, why? No, you didn't say this. It's it's the beauty of these types of shows. Uh, maybe someday, James. And then Paul Halligan, Halligan Helix uh, Soups. I could have I couldn't have said it better myself. Star Wars is about Luke, and Last Jedi destroyed him and his legacy. Uh, yeah, Soups did great. Uh, Sal is back. Great content on Popcorn Planet, Movie World, and Hugging the Cactus. You, the trinity of my channels. Thank you, Sal, for supporting them all. Uh, Marcos, again, thank you for that big donation in the beginning. Uh, and the Heads Project became a member as well as Stephen Boyd became an investor. Woo, that's a higher level, my man. Thank you for, that's the top top of the list. So thank you, Stephen, for checking that out. I will be reaching out to you personally, as I do to all investors, to get them involved and thank them on the stream. But Stephen, thank you for doing that. Uh, and thank you to all of you guys for watching. We're not going anywhere. We got lots more to talk about. I'm going to be hanging with you guys for a while, and these guests are going to stick around as long as they want. Uh, but I'm clipping right here for YouTube. So stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe here to Popcorn Planet. Watch these other videos if you're watching on the replay. And if you missed us live, we're here every Thursday. Actually, we're going to be here Monday for Mandalorian Fights. So tune us in then.